Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you ready to witness greatness? Football fans, welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. Different day, same recipe. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. We're setting you up with the information you need to watch your team win. Let's go! We're here to break it all down. Let's go, let's go. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. Now... We're live from your tailgate. Here's Brian No, former Penn State All-American Rich Ornberger, and FSR betting analyst Jared Smith. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your early Saturday festivities. We are raring to go. Raring to freaking go over here. And I thought, fellas, before we dive into the slate of today's college football action, just a brief, very brief look back to last week and what was some of the big games, the big endings, the conclusions, all that good stuff. I want you to throw at me what you thought was the most significant um, result that we got. So uh, the Cliff's Notes version over here, we've got uh, USC lost again. They lost to Utah in a last-second field goal. North Carolina losing to Virginia. That was 1-5 heading into that game. Washington survived against Arizona State 15-7. to Of course, uh, Ohio State beat your Penn State Nittany Lions. I'll, I'll lower my voice for that. Yuck. Roll Tide, big comeback win against Tennessee. And Miami, a comeback win at home 
in double overtime against Clemson. Of all those results, what did you guys think was the most significant there? um, Okay, the most significant because of the consequential nature of really one or two men's decision coming here potentially in short order is the loss that USC suffered at the hands of Utah. And the reason why I use the word consequential is because the USC Trojans, the only reason why they have a chance at winning, uh, at, at potentially finishing the season strong is because of Caleb Williams. And he may not – He, I mean, he could potentially make the decision before today's game. He may not start another game in college football. Wow. Uh, it's 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 just one of those things. It's such a tenuous situation with the Trojans where every single loss is magnified because th- there will come a point where he says to himself, what's the point of me continuing to take abuse, uh, get sacked, be under pressure, start having people talk about my gameplay negatively at this level when he has sights for so much more at the next level. So USC has went from a team that could potentially win a national title this year to a team that may lose their starting quarterback to the draft something like three or two games before the finish of this season. Well, if you guys see the email I just sent to the group with my parlay for today, that might correlate to what Rich just said. Um, I I think in terms of the national title picture – Obviously, the Ohio State-Penn State game had the biggest impact directly in terms of Penn State out, Ohio State in. Um, I, I think I think Washington was a red flag. I think there's a chance that we've seen the best of the Huskies offense this year, and maybe some teams have kind of figured out how to at least control them a little bit. Arizona State should have absolutely won that game. I don't know if you guys watched that game. It was late. Um, maybe a little tougher for Brian on the on more of the oh, East Coast. I saw the whole thing. You see why? Well, you're 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 diehard, bud. Yeah. Because it was late even for me. I was falling asleep on the couch. I'm out here in Vegas. Um, well, I think Washington might be that. That could be like the canary in the coal mine game for them because their stretch over the next few weeks is absolutely brutal. I'll read it to you. Stanford today they should cruise there, but then USC. We'll see what their status is. Utah, Oregon State, and then the rivalry game against Washington State. I mean, if they go, if they finish undefeated through those five, they deserve to be in the playoff. And I don't think they will, but I, I think they'll they'll be tested enough. I think that game against Oregon State being the toughest one um, up there in Corvallis. Interesting thought from Rich right there, where the buzz earlier was, "Hey, could Caleb Williams run it back?" If he doesn't like who's picking number one in the NFL, he might come back to USC. And now it shifts to, is he just going to shut it down? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's a 180 right there. (laughs) You see him this week at the courtside at the Lakers game? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and what's what's crazy about it is it's such a different feel. It it almost feels like he's courtside at the Lakers because he's trying to promote – the next steps in his career professionally. Whereas if he was courtside at a Lakers game and this was an undefeated USC team, uh, you would think this is more just to get publicity around a Heisman campaign. 
it, every everything that's happened this season, especially with USC, but with college football, with name, image, and likeness, and a lot of the things that we're learning and we know about these players in terms of, uh, you know, maybe the reasons why they transferred or the reasons why they're staying in school for an extra year, all those things, throw them out the window. If the team you're playing on can't protect you, you're getting absolutely demolished at the quarterback position on a game-in, game-out basis. And, oh, by the way, all of a sudden there's a negative narrative attached to you. Can't beat Utah. Oh, I'll tell you what. It's just when when you make those pros and cons lists, like before you buy a washer-dryer, like, I, I mean, you know, I really like the stackable unit, but the side-by-side has its – like, I mean, this isn't that. Like, this is a decision that is going to impact the rest of his life uh, and it's and it's an enormous decision, but all of a sudden we see a lot more pros to going pro and the cons list of staying in college. That's starting to add up awfully quickly. Mm. Yeah, well, he's he's definitely going. I'd yeah. be shocked, <laughs> shocked if he came back to USC, especially with the state of the the program right now and the state of not being. Um, protected <laughs> by yeah. his offensive line. It's Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff presented by BetMGM. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Okay, if we look forward, fellas, I don't know that they call it this anymore. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Has that been retired no, to? But Te- I'll be honest, I still call it that. Okay, good. Because good. it's a cool name. What a great name. Yeah. How could that be phased out? Because Georgia. PC, you know how it is. Ah, it's ridiculous. The number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs against Florida. Florida 5-2. and two. I feel a little bit sneaky. 5-2. and two. If you just went up to the random... College football fan on the street and said, hey, what's Florida's record? I don't know that they would say 5-2. and two, But at any rate, unranked Georgia without Brock Bowers, their stud tight end. He had ankle surgery this week. How did the Bulldogs look without him? This is their first test. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be uh, a game where, where we start to peel back exactly how special Georgia is because – very similar to think about um, think about how Brock Purdy looks without a Debo Samuel on the field and a Trent Williams with the San Francisco 49ers. All of a sudden, when you start peeling back layers of superstar players and maybe protection off the blind side, Mr. Irrelevant looks a little less relevant. Well, kind of similar situ- situation here with the Bulldogs. You, you, you take away one of the biggest playmakers against... I, I would say one of the more difficult stretches that George is going to see this year. Let's see what this team is made of. This is a huge test for the Bulldogs. Yeah, this is a pretty big test. But here's the thing about Georgia. They have an embarrassment of riches in every position. So the backup tight end, Oscar Delp, is he was the number one tight end in the class last year. And he's actually listed 6'5", 245. Bowers is listed 6'4", 240. And I'm not saying he's Brock Bowers. But I think Georgia will be okay in that position long term. I, I don't know how the short-term immediate impact will be felt. And it will, probably, it will probably be felt because Brock is that 
insane of an athlete and a playmaker. But I, I do think Georgia will. I mean, he is this Delp kid is apparently a dude. So I, I think Georgia long term will be fine there. The question here is how Carson Beck handles himself. Here's your fun fact of the day, guys. Georgia first time starting quarterbacks in this game are one and nine. Jake Fromm's the only debutante. I love the fact that I get to say debutante on today's show. Um, that has that has won this game uh, in his in his first crack. So we'll see how Carson handles it. He's from Jacksonville. It's a homecoming game for him. I, I think Georgia's offense will be much more dynamic here. I think my guess is you'll see less two tight end sets because Delp was on the field a ton, even with Bowers. So you'll probably see less two tight ends, more split out wide, maybe a little more Lad McConkey, maybe a little more mm. kind of flash, a little more razzle-dazzle from this Georgia offense because it, it's, it's usually run the ball and then get Brock Bowers in space. But that's, you know, we'll see what the game plan curveball is this week. For Florida, their offense is a phone booth. It's Graham Mertz with a fantastic completion percentage but doesn't throw the ball down the field. And Georgia's really good at defending phone booths. It's really when the explosive offenses come in, they have to defend the verticalities where Georgia struggled a little bit defensively this year. Go turn on the tape against that Kentucky game where Kentucky just tried to ran it down Georgia's throat. I mean, it just it doesn't work if you try to run, 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 play action on Georgia. You've got to have some kind of changeup. So I think Georgia's offense, if they can move it a little bit, Carson Beck can figure things out. I think their defense will be able to handle Florida in this game. Well, the interesting thing is just how we view Georgia completely. And, of course, in the backdrop is two national championships in a row. And so we look at them a lot closer than we used to. Just look at the number one AP poll votes. You know, you had Georgia. They had 55 last week. They've got 38 this week. And it's like, are we comparing Georgia now to Georgia then? Yes. Or are we comparing Georgia now to Michigan now and Washington now and everybody else that, right? Like, I think we just look so much closer, and they survived at home against South Carolina, one by ten, but that wasn't a work of art. They had to come from behind at Auburn and win by a touchdown. I get it. I'm not saying all of it is ridiculous to look at them too closely, but you tell me, if you didn't have Georgia winning back-to-back national championships, let's say they, they hadn't won one since their last one in 80, right? Do you think we're looking as closely at Georgia as we are? I don't think we are. And so uh, I want to see how they function without Brock Bowers, certainly. But uh, I think that we're, we're, we're looking at the little blemish, you know, above the lip on the supermodel. Uh, a lot closer now because of the success they've had here the last couple of seasons. I completely agree with you, although I will say this. This happens to every single number one overall uh, AP vote-getting team. At some point in the season, the scrutiny gets heightened, uh, and it doesn't matter what you've done in seasons past. But I do think, especially with Georgia, this unique case that they're being scrutinized worse or more than other teams. Like, for example, if all of a sudden somehow Penn State creeped all the way up to number one and we had three games left in the season. or Don't tease me like that, Rich. Well, uh, yeah, I mean myself, too. <laughs> it, but, but, but a team that's a little bit more out of nowhere in flavor was yeah. at the top of the heap. I think people would be less interested in poking holes through their resume and more interested in talking about the future with them. Well, well, I, I, do, do they have what it takes to take down this Big Ten rival? Do they have a, 
with Georgia, it, it's it's almost like people are like, well, I mean, their schedule was cupcake, and, it's, and it was more like survival in some of these games. It's like, well, they've won them all. They've won them all. And, and I do think, and it's impossible for us not to do this as human beings, that your, your past precedes you. Like, it, it is what we know about you. We, we, we know Carson Beck, but, you know, obviously he was, he's the new kid on the block. We, we've seen this before with a similar quarterback, and they got it done. The questions start becoming louder. The drumbeat starts getting pounded a little louder as we come down the stretch of the season because going back-to-back-to-back national championships – I mean, back-to-back's hard enough. So I get it. I, it. People are holding their past against them. Just winning one's hard enough. I'll take one. Just give yeah. me one in state college, please. God, <laughs> feel the same way over an Irish land over here. Yeah, you know? I know. And, and it, 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 is an, it is an interesting conversation, guys, because when was the last time we've had a team that has been that decorated – And now we are more than halfway through the year, and they are right on track. And I know the schedule was cupcake, but but I don't care. You have to go out there and win the games. And the one game that was hyped, undefeated Kentucky, go watch the tape. I mean, it was a bloodbath. So when Georgia does raise their level, it's almost like the superhero that knows the villain, the end villain is not coming for a long time, and they get all these little underlings that have to come and fight them, and they're just like, eh, and then all of a sudden one comes and pushes them, and then, okay, well, now we have to raise our game, and we have to push back. That's what happened against Kentucky, and we'll see if Florida pushes them today because it. I'm probably going to bet Georgia. I already did took a little piece of Georgia. I'm probably going to take it again because the line's now down to 14. I, I think – Georgia hasn't covered much this year. The only cover was against Kentucky. I, I, I'm curious to see if they do get pushed at any point today by this Florida offense. What's the response? Because the response so far this year, anytime anyone's questioned them, the game against Auburn, we questioned them. They followed it up next week with a blowout. We've been questioning them now all season, and the schedule's been soft. I, I, I think there's more in their tank that they're just saving for the right moment. And this might be one of those moments today. Rivalry game. Everyone's talking about him. Everyone's betting Florida. The whole MGM, I looked at the splits this morning. It's all Florida money. So I I think this could be an interesting spot for Georgia when everyone's looking the other way to say, hey, listen, we're still the back-to-back champs, guys. Don't doubt us. Hey, if you're thinking about betting Georgia or Florida, BetMGM has all the action for every sports fan, whether you love to wager on game-winning touchdowns, home runs, Adolis Garcia, buzzer beaters or overtime goals. There's never been a better time to sign up for BetMGM's first bet offer. That's up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Download the BetMGM app today or visit BetMGM.com. Use code COUNTDOWN. Sign up and deposit at least $10. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If that bet loses, that's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. All right, we are off and running. We've got Rich Ornberger. Penn State All-American. We've got Jared Smith, Penn State grad. Sorry about last week, fellas. Sorry yeah, last it's week. okay. Yeah, that was a All bad right. one. That hurt. That was probably the worst. I, I can't get that three and a half hours back. It's, it's gone. <laughs> it's yeah, it's that gone was forever. Also, nice drive at the end, okay. though, right? Terrible yeah. loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really good. <laughs> I'm Brian, though. Coming up next, DJ Khaled likes to say, another one. Well, we've got another 
Big injury in college football. We will detail that momentarily. Very nicely done, Chris Perfett, on the ones and twos right there. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. BetMGM Sportsbook account holders will receive a bonus bet to use on any sport. Just log in to the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. After login, get a bonus bet to use on any sport. Be sure to follow BetMGM across all socials at BetMGM. All right, we've got Hook'em, the Texas Longhorns at home against BYU. Quarterback Quinn Ewers, another big injury here. He's got a sprained right shoulder. He is out, in steps in, quarterback Malik Murphy. So on the season, he's completed four of eight passes for 47 yards. <laughs> and I like head coach Steve Sarkeesian. He said, there's going to be some excitement in his bones. <laughs> Talking about his start today. So let's make sure we play well around him. Look, man, the transfer portal is alive and well. And some of the top quarterbacks and the top Heisman candidates, they've been transfers. 
So there's no shade toward transfers here with what I'm going to say, but I love that Malik Murphy has stayed at Texas, where you think about Quinn Ewers, he transfers from Ohio State to Texas. They also land Arch Manning, who's one of the top recruits in the country, and Malik Murphy stayed, and now he gets a chance to start. So I think it's a cool story where there's so much movement where Murphy stayed and I think just based on that, I'd like to see him play well today. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. And I think this is a really important day for Longhorns recruiting because if you're going to win on the recruiting trail, especially a quarterback, you have to show that you can develop quarterbacks. Quinn Ewers comes as a transfer to the program. Malik Murphy is a high school recruit who's stuck around the program. So what is he? We're going to find out. And, and that is going to be very important for a lot of quarterbacks coming out of high school in their evaluation of whether or not Texas is the right spot to develop into a future pro. Because if you're going to Texas, you have an opportunity to do that if you're a quarterback. So I think there's going to be a game plan to protect Murphy from himself. He's a young guy. He hasn't had a lot of experience at this level playing. So they're going to really rely on Brooks. They're running back against a very average BYU run defense. Um, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to try to highlight and feature the run game and then use some play action to their advantage with Malik Murphy. Also, Arch Manning did get reps with the first team throughout the week this year, so I think if it does go sideways, especially since he was the number one overall recruit in the 2023 recruiting class, we might see some field time from uh, the, the, the Manning prodigy, uh, but we'll see. I, I, I do agree with your assessment, though. I think that this is there's something nostalgic about having a guy wait his turn and play for the the team that he was recruited by. It feels like it's going to be a rarer and rarer commodity at the college football level. Yeah, I think situationally this actually sets up really good for Texas. Um, you get to kind of – you don't have to show much in this game, and I think you can still win it, and you don't have to – you know, expend any starting quarterback capital because yours rests up for what I think is a pretty easy stretch run here. And then you get probably a rematch against Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. I mean, they don't need a whole lot of offense to beat BYU this week. Then they get Kansas State at home. Then they go to TCU and Iowa State. And then they finish with Texas Tech at home. Maybe just Quinn just relax for the next month, and we'll see you. Um, I don't know where the Big 12 championship game is. Probably Dallas or somewhere like that. We'll see you in Dallas for the Big 12 championship game. Um, and BYU, you want to talk about the other side, BYU's coming off of a crazy upset win over Texas Tech. So th- there's a situational angle here that says BYU down, let down spot. Texas kind of has this you know, wild card in this new quarterback situation. So that's going to make it really tough for BYU to prepare. And Really, when we're talking about Texas this year, their offense has has had their moments. It's their defense that's just outstanding. And we'll see how much they're up for this game. BYU's the only of the the new Big 12 teams, uh, UCF and Cincinnati being the other two, that have won in the conference this year. The other two are over. Uh, We faded Cincinnati a bunch of times over the last few weeks. Uh, Not so much today. But I, I think overall, BYU fits the bill of what a Big 12 team is, and that's why they've had a little bit more success. But this is a tough spot for them. I, I think coming off of the big win last week and with Texas still having, I think, a little bit more shroud of mystery around their offense, I, I think Texas has a pretty decent chance to put up a big number here. 
Fitting the bill. I like that. You know who fits the bill? Mm. If you're looking for an information stud, that would be Isaac Lowenkron. He's got the latest. Ilo, good morning, man. Good morning, fellas, and plenty of information and excitement on Friday night. We begin with Game 1 of the World Series where Corey Seager of the Texas Rangers hit a dramatic two-run home run with one out of the bottom of the ninth inning to tie the Rangers and Arizona Diamondbacks at five. And then in the bottom of the 11th inning, here was Eric Nadell on KRLD. Here's the pitch. Adoli swings, and it's a high drive to right field. Going back is Carroll. He's at the wall. He leaps. That ball is history. Adolis Garcia has walked off the Diamondbacks in the 11th. My goodness, he's done it again. The Rangers are awaiting Adolis at home plate. He throws off the helmet, leaps into the pile. And the Rangers have won it 6-5. to five. In the NBA on Friday night, the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Brooklyn Nets 125-120. to Luka Doncic, 49 points, 9 three-pointers, including the go-ahead three with 26 seconds to play. Spurs over the Rockets in overtime, 126-122. to Victor Wembenyama scored the game-tying basket with 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter. He would finish with 21 points and 12 rebounds. Alex Caruso hit the game-winning three with two seconds left in overtime to give the Chicago Bulls a 104-103 win over Toronto. Steph Curry scored 41 in Golden State's 122-114 win at Sacramento. And the Oklahoma City Thunder rallied from 9 down with 156 to play to win at Cleveland 108-105. Fellas, all yours. Thank you, Ilo. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, let's do this. Let's Countdown commenced. Heisman Watch. Three, two, one. Hey, a little Heisman watch for you here. Interesting how there's so much reaction week by week. Going into the games last week, Michael Penix Jr. had a huge lead on everybody else. He was at minus money. He was at minus 145 at BetMGM. Everybody else was 10 to 1. And then Penix Jr. and Washington did nothing against Arizona State. <laughs> And now there's a new leader. It's Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy. He's basically at 2-1. to one. Penix Jr. is at 3-1. to one. There have been so many knee-jerk reactions in the Heisman market all season long. Think about earlier with Shadur Sanders when he got off to a good start. That and now silly. his odds are in the hundreds to one, right? Or Travis Hunter had a great start, then he got nicked up. It's just been one knee-jerk reaction after another. Penix Jr. still has a great chance to win this thing. I wouldn't overreact based on last week's dud performance. But we do know that the Heisman, for as much as it's related to great play and the most exceptional football player at the college football level, it's also highly narrative-driven. And winning matters. And where the country's temperature on your program uh, is at matters. I mean, all of a sudden, everybody's down on U- USC. All of a sudden, Washington looks wobbly. 
Who is – what's separating the wheat from the chaff, the cream rising to the top, whatever sports analogy you want to use? <laughs> it's the Michigan Wolverines, man. It's the it's the blue in the maze. Everybody is all over this. So, of course, J.J. McCarthy is starting to, to scorch up the boards here. I mean, he was a, truly to start the season. If you remember our early conversations on Heisman Futures, he was a complete afterthought. And I think if you asked us all – who do you think is going to have a good year this year in terms of wins and losses? We would have all said Michigan. I think we would have all said Michigan was going to be one of the better teams this season. J.J. McCarthy gets left out of that conversation because he doesn't play sexy football. Caleb Williams, absolutely. I mean, what Penix Jr. has done this season, the numbers are outrageous. J.J. McCarthy's Mr. Reliable. He does everything right. He limits the mistakes, and all of a sudden he finds himself on top. Hmm. You mean the Michigan cheaters? <laughs> there you Sorry, go. We'll, uh, Allegedly. We'll get into that later, I'm sure. <laughs> so J.J. McCarthy leads the country in QBR. That is a very important statistic, I think, when we're grading this award. And go, to go back to your thought, Brian, I actually think the overreaction in the market came after the Oregon-Washington game. When Penix became odds-on to win this award in week seven, to me, that was the overreaction because Washington still had this crazy road ahead and I didn't think Penix deserved to be that lofty of a favorite at this stage of the season. And I think last week was the correction. This is where the market should be priced. McCarthy should be a slight favorite. Penix should be the next man up. And I think Jaden Daniels deserves to be number three. I think the market is priced correctly at this stage. To be fair, we gave you Bo Nix 30-1 to 1 last week. He's now 16-1. to 1. I, I think still that's the bet to make, guys. Mm. Because if Oregon wins out, they're going to the playoff, period, end of story. And I, I think if Penix, if they're in that game and it's Penix and Knicks, and I know it's kind of weird. They both have kind of the same last name with two letters added. But it, <laughs> I, think that, I think that's where the race is going to be decided. I think McCarthy is on the podium. I think Jaden Daniels, I would rather bet LSU money line in a couple weeks against Bama, or next week actually, then I would Jaden Daniels at plus 325. That price is the same. They've got to be Bam or else he's got no shot. To me, it's Knicks, McCarthy, and Penix right now. Those are the three guys. You don't want to bet the top of the market, obviously. So it's Penix or Knicks in terms of firing off a bet. Jordan Travis is still sitting there. I don't think Dylan Gabriel is going to make it. I think there's your podium. I think it's Knicks, Travis, Penix, and McCarthy. I think those are the four guys that will be on the podium at the end. And I think Knicks, if they win that last game, the winner of the Washington-Oregon game, Maybe that guy's the winner, and I, I, I think that's kind of how I see this market playing out. I'll tell you what. I don't want to live in a world where J.J. McCarthy is winning a Heisman trophy. I know. I'm He's going to be there, though, unless he might be, be there, but good Lord. They've beaten no one, and I'll tell you what. But the they're going to have to beat respect, someone for him Listen to, to this. There. The ultimate respect was when Washington was going up against Oregon, and Oregon said, let's not punt and make Penix Jr. and company drive the full length of the field. Let's go for it in fourth and three. We feel like our odds are better. Is the team doing that against J.J. McCarthy? Or really? You think that's good? No, I don't think that's happening at all. And, yeah, they have a couple of big tests coming up here, and we'll see with J.J. McCarthy. But slow and steady and reliable and methodical? No. Sorry, that doesn't scream Heisman Trophy to me. But, uh, hey, he's in the thick of it. We'll see what he does in his big games down the stretch. I'm with you. I, I, I Look, it's not even that I can't stand it because I don't have a dog in the fight. You know, I mean, I, I don't – other than the fact that I, I you can't – You do have a dog. You have a Jordan Travis dog. Pretty big well, dog, actually. Well, yeah, yeah, I do have a dog in the fight. It's <laughs> really long odds dog. It's a – 
turn to be a flea-bitten scoundrel of a dog. You know, the problem with, with uh, you know, just to stop off on that for a second, but the, the biggest problem with Jordan Travis is his schedule, and it's exactly what I told you guys when I took this bet earlier this year is they play no one down the stretch. Nothing's really all that scary. The, the the dog or the longer odds bet that I'm liking more and more as we're getting closer and closer to the end of the season is Jaden Daniels because when you do look at him, if you're going to try to pick away from a favorite and pick somebody where you can make a little cash, uh, even in the loss that they suffered on, uh, uh, what was it, late September against Mississippi, uh, he threw four touchdowns in the loss. He's thrown for at least three scores in five straight games or five times over the season. Um it's uh, it's impressive what he's been able to do, even with some limited opportunities. I think he threw 15 passes uh, against Army the, when they beat them 62 nothing. He was still able to get three in the end zone. So Jaden Daniels, the stats are gaudy. And, and if we're going to start to see a little bit of separation or, or a closer race, I should say, as we're heading down the stretch, I think people are going to pay closer attention to what he's done this season and potentially get his name more in the conversation. See, I agree that he's a, he's a contender, but I really think it's, it all comes down to that game against Bama next week. Yeah. And I'm trying to see. Yeah, right now I'm seeing seven and a half. MGM's yeah. posting a line. Seven and a half Alabama's favorite over LSU next week. So if you want to take the money line price of that, it's probably going to be about plus 160, 70-ish, somewhere in that range. So you look at his price now, plus 325. Do you want to bet plus 325 right now and sit on it for four months? Or do you want to bet plus 170 money line next week? win that bet great you just want a plus 170 and then you can still probably bet Jaden Daniels at not odds on but probably somewhere in the McCarthy range of, of of Heisman odds because if they don't beat Bama next week he has no chance to win this award they're not going to give the award to a three-loss team I get what you're saying I get so I, I, I think the there's game still going to be matters. value there to, to take the Heisman bet after the Alabama win if LSU beats Alabama yeah and so, so yeah, yeah, just yeah. bet LSU money line next week if they win <laughs> then you can Use all that winning and come right back on Jane Daniels to win the Heisman, probably at around the same price as McCarthy is right now. And I agree with you guys, too, on McCarthy. I'm not, I don't see Heisman when I watch him play, but no. he plays for the best. He's the best player on the best team. So it's, it's hard. I don't think there is an, a, a, like one of those like lock options this year. Like, yep, this guy deserves to be the Heisman. They are the best team. He is the best player. I think it could be renamed the best quarterback in the Pac-12 award this year. I think it very well could be. And that's why I still think it's Knicks or Penix is, is one of those guys at the end. Hey, if you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit, Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, we've got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, a Trojan feel to the parlay platter today. There are a couple of... Uh, trojans in college football is this usc is this troy is it both we'll find out coming up it's fox sports radio's countdown to kickoff presented by betmgm it is fox sports radio's countdown to kickoff presented by betmgm we are two hours and 
11 minutes away from kickoff, but it's going to go fast. It's going to go very fast. Hey, earn a $100 bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on Refer a Friend to invite a friend. And in just a few simple steps, both you and your friend will receive a $100 bonus. BetMGM is offering some of the best odds in the market on TD props this season. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, the king of parlays. All right, let's do this. Check this out. Parlay platter. Okay, Jared Smith, throw a parlay on us if you would, sir. Oh, yeah. Weekly donation time, everybody. Um, pull out your BetMGM apps and uh, come on. Take a little trip with me to Lincoln, Nebraska. We start with Purdue Moneyline. Boilers off the bye. Huskers dealing with a ton of injuries. So you got their top three wide receivers, top two running backs, top three O-linemen all dinged up in this game, either out for the season or out for this game. And I think this Purdue defense is pretty solid up front. They're weak in the secondary, but that's great news. You know why? Because Nebraska cannot complete a forward pass. Um, A little bit better in this recent stretch with the new quarterback. Earlier in the year with Sims, it was a disaster. But some bad weather, perhaps, in Lincoln today. I I do think uh, Purdue's offense has a little bit more uh, verticality to their game. Hudson Card can throw it. And how are the Cornhuskers favored against anyone uh, with a pulse? So we'll go Purdue Moneyline here. Uh, Cal, Money line against USC. Oh, baby. Is this a golden bear or is this a Trojan horse, guys? What do you think? Um, Caleb Williams, courtside at the Lakers game this week. You've got Lincoln Riley missing practice with an illness. We'll see if that flu bug has made its way around the Trojan locker room or not. And that's probably why he stayed away from practice. But you've got Cal off the bye. And the Trojans playing their sixth consecutive Saturday. The prior five games were in four different cities. We're already questioning motivation for this USC team. Now they've got to go to Berkeley and play a very tough physical Cal team. They will run it right down your throat. Jaden Knott, they've got a top 25 game on the ground. And I I think this offensive line is game as well. So I think uh, Cal uh, takes it to the Trojans today. They cover and and win outright. And finally, how about some trouble in Tucson for the Beavers? Uh, Arizona, money line late night. It is a Pac-12 after dark game. Stay up late with me here. Uh, Arizona's coming off their best win of the season. They dropped 44 on Wazoo, and they only gave up one score in that game. Really impressive stuff. Arizona's got a top 10 offense. They've scored 85 points over their last two games. You've got this Beavers team that's also very tough. I love Oregon State. We're on the over eight wins. I think this is a tricky spot for them, and this is a short line. Oregon State's a top 15 team. They're only laying a field goal at Arizona. I think this is one of those sneaky spots for the Wildcats. So we'll go Purdue money line, Cal money line, Arizona money line. All three underdogs pay you 21 to 1 over at BetMGM. You throw them a little parlay there. What do we think, guys? I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I think you are Wildcat. I, I mean, this uh, this Cal, if, if this ends up being the leg of the parlay that does it for you, Man, oh man. Because that's the late game, right? That's the last on your slip. Arizona's the late game. Oh, okay. Arizona's, Arizona's the late game. game. Okay, Cal, okay. It's actually weird. And maybe this actually helps Cal. One o'clock local start time at Berkeley. Oh, wow. Yeah. They got to be could. up early for that one. Yeah, right? a little bit of a sleepy trip up mm. north. All of a sudden, you know, it's the second quarter, and you're like, we haven't made our way off the buses, and the Bears got 10 on us. Yeah. And they're rolling. Yeah, dude, if if that leg of this parlay hits, Brian, I don't know about you, but that's the one that my mind will be blown. Let's go. Well, the thing that I think of is uh, USC, do they want to do the dirty work? Yeah. You know, when you talk about a team that can just – one cut and straight downhill. How's like physical, the old man. Yeah, Mike Shanahan 
offense over there with the Broncos, all right? Like, that's what Cal does. We know Utah will do the dirty work sure. willingly. Is USC willing to do it? And you're going to find out some of that today against the Cal Bears. Let me yeah. tell you, the, the, the test and the measure of a great coach and really a great football team is how you respond from loss and, and also who you are when when the narrative goes against you. Like, it's easy to be a front runner. It's easy Absolutely. to play with a lead. It's easy to be on top. How are you when you're knocked down a peg or two? How are you – how do you respond when you take a first-round knockdown? Is the fight over, or are you going to fight back and realize, oh, wow, we're in for 10 rounds here. This is not what we expected, but here we are. You know, so 24th ranked all of a sudden, looking up at the rest of college football, how does USC respond? I'm really curious. But, yeah, that – boy, oh, boy. If, if I'm going to be watching this game closely. I'm gonna <laughs> Take be the points, too, with Cal. I, I think it's a good spot for them. I really do. All right, all right. Uh, by the way, are you guys – were you fans of the show MacGyver? Oh, yeah. Nah, a, little, a little before my time. A like little it. bit mine, too, but you, you get the concept, right? Yeah. You take, like, toothpaste and tinfoil yeah. and gum, gum wrapper and, and do something special with it. There is a team in college football that is doing exactly that. The MacGyver of college football. We will highlight them next. Oh, what is going on, everybody? We are less than two hours away from kickoff here as we move forward. And we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Got to be the matchup of the day. Let's dive into this one. Little Pac-12 action, Oregon at Utah, number eight against number thirteen, and I said the MacGyver of the college football landscape. That would be your Utah Utes. Yeah, huh? they're just taking a gum wrapper and some uh, used, uh, I don't know, crackers, and they're making it. They're making it happen. Tin foil, paper clips. That's yeah. right. Anything they're going uh, to use to their penny. benefit over here. And uh, they've had so many injuries, and yet they keep getting it done. I love this. My favorite is Sione Vaki, their safety, who is their stud running back <laughs> the last two weeks. This guy has 226 yards and two touchdowns. He's also caught six passes for 144 yards and two more touchdowns. He's a safety getting it done. They've done it with – quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, just the next man up. Hats off to Utah. But today against Oregon, a lot of this is can you, Utah, run the ball effectively? Because if they can't, I think they're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I think Kyle Whittingham, his defense needs to pitch another gem if they're going to play Rooner here for Oregon like they did against USC a week ago. Uh, a low-scoring affair would obviously favor the Utes. This offense for Utah is among the 20 worst in the country in terms of passing grade, receiving grade. Uh, their pass blocking is atrocious. And while Utah was able to score 34 on USC, that's more of an indictment on the Trojans' defense than it is like a feather in the cap for the Utes. So... If they're able to limit the scoring that Oregon obviously wants to do, because if we're going to talk about a front-running football program, Oregon loves to play with a lead and a healthy one, uh, then this could be a dogfight, and we could see an upset. Wow. I, so the market's been very indecisive on this game this week. 
it, it opened in the five range, and we saw it immediately get bet up to seven, and then it got bet down to six, and then bet back to seven, and then back down to six and a half, and then bet up to seven. It, it, I feel like we have very respected opinions on both sides of this game, and, and that's great because this is what the Pac-12 should be, or at least was, will be, not anymore. Um, there are some really intriguing contrast of style teams in this conference and when they play each other it's interesting to see how they match up this one is more Oregon offense versus Utah defense in terms of like the you know the strength on strength and I've heard a couple people say this week eh, Bo Nix I don't know how's he gonna handle that environment the dude has started more games than any other quarterback in the history of college football he has seen and done everything SEC Pac-12 everything I don't think he is going to be intimidated by this environment. It's not a night game in Salt Lake City. It's an afternoon game, 1230 or 1.30 local time, 12.30 Pacific here um, on the West Coast. And I think the market, again, telling you Oregon, a nearly touchdown road favorite, who the quote-unquote better team is, as the radio listeners, I'm using my air quotes here. I, I just I, I look at this Oregon team and I, I see a complete team and, and Utah isn't. And, and that's where I think if, if Utah struggles, if they can't get a lead and they can't play from the front foot, they are not built to come from behind. I don't know what happened last week. Bryson Barnes turned into like like the magician on that last drive leading uh, Utah down the field. USC was probably the right side of that game, but not tough enough to win it. Oregon is tough enough to win this game. I'm not willing to lay points on the road, but I I do think Oregon wins this game, and I do think they're the better team. Yeah, that's what I think also. But, hey, crazier things have happened. Yeah. When you go on the road and face the Utes, it's just how how long can you keep MacGyvering it, right? Like, that's what it comes down to. At some point, you're going to run out of paper clips and, you know, used ties (laughs) to make it work. (laughs) Yeah. The next man up, I take my hat off to them to do this to this point and still be six and one with the amount of talent that they have lost due to injury. How long had we been expecting Cam Rising to come back, their stud quarterback? And after last week, it was like, okay, Jared said it last week. He's like, it's pretty obvious he's not coming back. And yeah, they made it, it official. Yeah, yeah but like if they knew that the whole time, okay. But from the outside looking in, we're like, is he coming back? Is he coming? And no. I think they did know it the whole time. Whittingham's great at playing these cards close to the vet. He's such a good coach. They might have, but they didn't know about their wide receiver being down and the running back being down, the tight end being down, and this guy and that guy and all these other guys, and yet they've made it happen. It's just when you step up in weight class, if you just compare right now Oregon to last week's opponent for Utah, USC, it's not even close. No. And so even though you're at home compared to being on the road last week for Utah – It's a step up in weight class against Oregon. And that's a great point by Jared. This is a team that's built to play with the lead. And they did come back against USC. But again, this is a step up in weight class against a much better defense in Oregon today. If they are trailing even at home, that is really, really, really bad for Utah today. Have either of you guys ever been to Rice-Eccles for a Utah home game? No. And then okay. that's the great equalizer in this game, Rich. Honestly, I do think that could be the great equalizer. I've been there. I've called a football game in front of a, a packed Utah crowd, and I was shocked. First of all, 
I love going to Salt Lake City to call football games, and I've actually gone a couple of times calling games at Rice Eccles, but it was last year was my first time ever for a Utah home game. It was incredible. Wow. It was absolutely incredible. That fan base is avid. Uh, the kindest people walking around the stadium, like everybody's in a good mood. It doesn't matter what team colors you're wearing. But then once they get in their seats and they're cheering for their team, this is one of the most vicious fan bases. They shout from beginning to end, and it doesn't matter what the score is. Kyle Whittingham has enjoyed an 88-25 and 25 record at home since taking over the program. And they've had undefeated seasons at home in 2008, 2009, 2019, 2021, 2022. Recent years, they don't lose at home with Whittingham as as the head coach. I mean, it's just been incredible, this run that he's had. So you're going into the bees hive, man. Like, this is a tough place to win football games. The last 30 home games, they've won 29 of them. So, look, I I know Bo Nix has played in a lot of big games, and I agree with that assessment. There's going to be nothing he sees today from the fan base, from the atmosphere that's going to shock him. But you got to remember, there are 21 other football players on that starting offense and starting defense that has to handle that environment, and they, too, are going to have to contribute to a fast start like you know uh, Oregon's going to need to beat Utah. Because if they get behind in the breaks, maybe a couple penalties, a couple drop passes, maybe a turnover or two early on against a Whittingham defense, and all of a sudden the Utes, they're going to pounce and they're going to feed off of the craziness in the stands from those Utah fans. Mm. Please tell me the Aztecs didn't get shut out there. <laughs> they got they got beat. They got Too beaten soon. out. They got beaten out. Last year, man, I, I was coming off uh, – that, that was a weird weekend for me. So I was coming off of a, uh, a memorial for my grandfather, right? So I had to fly from San Diego to New York to Long Island to Rice wow. Eccles. And so – I'm on this weird cross-country trek, and so I settle in to call this football game, and I'm just, like I said, I was blown away by the atmosphere. It was like, it's like no place I've ever been. I'm like, did a spaceship just land here? Because all of a sudden, these mild-mannered folk are literally, their their faces are painted, and they're jumping out of their seats. I saw a toddler give the middle finger to Brady oh. Hoke. I mean, oh, yeah, it was wow. wild. These people oh, are I thought, I thought they were supposed to be calm, and I, I did not expect that kind of uh, viciousness. Wow. No, you give, them a couple, the- you, you give them a couple of near beers in the parking lot. Yeah, they, people lose say, I thought it was a dry state. But I, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of former Bills head coach Marv Lee. Oh, yeah. There you go. Because on the sideline, they had these NFL film stuff, and I was a little kid, and they had him mic'd up, and he goes, you over-officious jerk. And I thought, he's, he's like your grandfather. So nice. He's this nice, cuddly guy. <laughs> Turns out he curses like a sailor. You've oh, yeah. never heard a mouth as foul as Marv yeah, Levy. He's like, me. maybe that's the Utah fan base over there, you know? Yeah, they, they won that game 35-7. The Look, everybody needs an outlet. Everybody needs an outlet, right? You know what I mean? And and football, the stands, it's kind of like you have the sanctity of being in the stands. So when everybody meets at church the next day, they're like, yeah, you know, hey, got a lot to pray for. I'll Better tell get you out that collection story. plate, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, it makes me think. I was at the Bush Push game Yeah, when yeah. Notre Dame oh, lost to USC. No, so I was doing pregame stuff, so I was on the sideline. Wow. And so after the game, I literally was walking right behind Reggie Bush and Lendale White. And the stuff that was being yelled from the stands, 
It, it, thankfully, it wasn't racist, but it was like, you bleepity, bleepin', bleep, and bleep, kids. bleep. And they're just walking like they're they don't kids. hear anything. I was so impressed. I was like, you have no idea what some of these fans are. I'm like, touchdown, yeah. Jesus is right there, guys. What are we doing? Oh, dude. Yeah, like the Hawkeye fans, Iowa fans, they're known for being like the kindest, sweetest people, you know, from the Midwest. Everybody's, you know, eating their cream corn in the parking lot and waving howdy. <laughs> well, I, you know, they're, they're waving to the children's hospital yeah. in the corner of the stadium, all that stuff. As soon as the game starts, you have any idea what they told me I should do with my sister from the sideline? I mean, it was <laughs> wow. absolutely crazy, the sort of stuff. But that's every yeah. single visiting, yeah. every single visiting team. At the collegiate level and the professional level, <laughs> suffers this to one to one extent or another. People are create. I actually thought the creativity was was my favorite part about it. Like when people, I I when they you researched knew, you, they, they researched yeah. you, or they or or they did a quick Google search and they started attacking like former assistant coaches <laughs> at your high school. You're oh, just awesome. like, what planet are we on right now? Oh, but man. It's, am- it's amazing. I love football for that reason, especially college football, because the environments vary so much place to place, and it, and, and it matters. The fans absolutely matter because, like you said, Jared, I mean, these are kids. You're talking about yeah. 18 to 22-year-olds, and to your point, Brian, some of them are able to handle it. And a, but a lot of them aren't, and I yeah. played with those guys too who will turn around in their seats and they'll look up into the stands and they'll give the side eyes at some of the front row participants, and I'm always like, don't do it. Don't, don't you're look. just going to get them more engaged if they know that they're having an effect on you. Absolutely. And, it's, it's, and it does have an effect. It plays a role. So back to the Oregon Ducks, man. They got their work cut out for them on the road in, uh, in Salt Lake City. I think I know what Rich's uh, one of Rich's picks is going to be based off of his handicap. I'm reading the poker face here. So <laughs> I'll, I'll close with this. Both teams have gotten a little fortunate, I think, with the schedules this year. So Utah's known for their defense, but the quarterbacks they face, Graham Mertz in the season opener with Florida, backup quarterback with Baylor, freshman Dante Moore with UCLA, freshman quarterback uh, on the road against Cal, so I, I think Utah's defense might be a little skewed. And on the other side, Oregon's defense looks really good, but yeah. they faced a lot of pass-happy teams, so their run game looks a lot better. They faced Hawaii, Texas Tech, Washington, Colorado. So this will be the most physical game, I think, for them all year. This game's fun. I think the under is really the best bet of this game. I, I, think, mm-hmm. I think 47 and a half is too high. I think this, this smells like 21-20, 20-17 to 17 kind of game. Mm. I think you... Oregon wins, but I, I think it's a it's a tight, low-scoring game. The last little uh, cherry on top I would add is I like that Oregon can beat you playing many different styles. Yeah. You know, Utah, they're very effective in what they do, where they're going to play solid defense, they're going to run the ball. That's an effective style. But what what happens in football is it always challenges you to do something else really well. And – it might be this game where Utah's challenge to come from behind. Can you do that? If you look at Oregon, hey, we can throw the ball all over the place with Bo Nix. We can also play smash mouth. Bucky Irving and Jordan James, they've been fantastic as a one-two combination. They're rushing for about 159 yards per game. And then they've played solid defense. So if it's a smash mouth game, Oregon can do that. If this is a, hey, we got to come from behind, we got to air it out, they can do that also. And so that's where I back a team that can win 
in multiple ways because you never know what's going to be thrown at you. I mean, you might be playing a solid game, Utah, and then you you muff a punt, and all of a sudden we're down by seven. We got to come from behind and air it out. It happens like that all the time, and I've got more chances to win by backing Oregon because they have more ways to beat you. I, I'm more comfortable backing a team when it comes to that. That's how I look at it. Hey, from live betting to player props, BetMGM has a variety of betting options at your fingertips. New users can sign up for BetMGM's first bet offer. That's up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Download the BetMGM app today or visit BetMGM.com and use code COUNTDOWN. Sign up and deposit at least $10, place your first wager, and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If that bet loses, that's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. All right, we've got Rich Ornberger. That Penn State All-American over there who has uh, been the victim of many heckling <laughs> Hate jobs. crimes in Iowa City. <laughs> throughout the year. <laughs> hey, Rich, your sister, I'll tell you what you can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's been worse they than They don't that, like your too. sister in Iowa City, Rich. Oh, no, it's, no, they Stay don't. away. Yeah. Keep the family out of Iowa. <laughs> we got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. You know what? There's some Twitter trolls that might have given you some Oh, man, treatment. I've yeah. got some. They're trolls for days, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, I'm Brian No, Coming up next, our main man, Seamus McGee from BetMGM. Huh? What team does he have to throw at us that you might not heard of that will be the winning side somehow, some way? We'll find out. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens. They can also be converted to MGM rewards points. 
that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. And customers will have the chance to win a big game Las Vegas experience. Prizes include a three-night stay during Super Bowl weekend at a select MGM property along with other prizes like entry to the BetMGM party and food and beverage credits. All right, let's do this. Follow the money. Real good money. We are following the money with our good friend Seamus McGee, team lead of sports trading at BetMGM. You know, Seamus, I want you to take us on a trip here to the uh, tastiest matchup and the most interesting line, a combination of the two as you look uh, forward to the FBS slate here on a Saturday. Hey, guys, good to be back. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. There's some. There's, there's a few good games today. It's a bit of a weird slate, but, uh, I mean, you do have the Ohio State-Wisconsin game. Ohio State laid double digits on the road in Madison. Uh, that, that line really hasn't moved at all. The total opened 47.5, went as low as 43.5, and, and now since it's a flat 46. But I have to say the most interesting one to me right now is probably Oklahoma at Kansas at noon. Uh this is a game where pros and Joes are both on the same side here. We opened at a 10, 10 and a half, and both the public and the Sharps have bet this down to eight and a half. We're going to need Oklahoma to cover this one. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Oklahoma today. All right, let's, let's go to this game. We just talked about this game in Utah um, between the Ducks and the Utes here. It looks like seven's kind of the dividing line, Seamus, but I, 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 think, I think Oregon's the right side, but I'm not willing to lay it on the road. What are the numbers saying here? Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of faith in these Ducks. I mean, we've yeah. been taking a lot of money on Bo Nix for the Heisman this week in particular. And, you know, you Utah coming off that huge win in L.A. last week against USC, and it's still a lot of Oregon money coming in. We're probably going to need Utah by kickoff. Mm. Yeah, you're going to need Utah. And, and I kind of feel like riding off of that road momentum, coming home in front of that Ute crowd that they've won – 29 of their last 30 in front of it feels like this could be one of those games where the public sees it one way and the football gods the people who are close to analysts see it a completely different way i'm one of the analysts on the side of i think the utes are going to roll today i think this is going to be a real tough matchup for the ducks in terms of a coach like kyle whittingham or the utes the football program over the years with their their winning success normally whatever it is, the, the the line is three points more favoring the home team. Is it different when you have a team that plays particularly great football at home? Like, will handicappers add a point, add a half point to a, a, a home team that's had a lot of success uh, when, when, they're, when they're facing visitors on their home turf? I think in college football specifically, uh, home field advantage varies team to team. You see the same thing in college basketball as well. You know, home field at Utah is a lot different than, you know, home field at West Point up in Army. No disrespect to, uh, to any uh, Army fans out there, but it's true. And I think uh, you see a lot of times sharp betters will take that into the number and move the line for us. He's Seamus McGee from BetMGM. Seamus, you mentioned Kansas, also Utah underdogs that – are getting a, a, a lot of backing here. Are there any other big dogs that seem to be a popular pick today? 
you teed me up there, Jared. The Florida Gators, I mean, they're getting two touchdowns down in Jacksonville today against Georgia, and it's been a lot of Florida money. Um, I'm a little surprised by it. Uh, usually it's, you know, people bet Georgia every which way, but this week people seem to be thinking this is the week maybe Georgia might stumble. Um, so we're going to need Georgia to cover two touchdowns. Yeah. I like Georgia in this game, too. I, I, I will get into it a little bit later, but it just feels like a really interesting spot. Um, what are the, I feel like there, it, it, just, it feels like one of those weeks where there's just not a lot of like really high-impact games in terms of rank versus rank. We already touched on Utah versus Oregon. Um, is there any other ranked team today, high, maybe you know, college football powerhouse-type team that might, should be on upset alert? I mean, you're right. It is a tough one. I mean, you think a guy like Ewers being out for Texas, maybe that's a difference. Mm. Him being out, the line moved from 17.5 to 20.5 for Texas. Wow. Uh, so it's interesting. I mean, Stanford's getting 27.5 against Washington. Washington almost uh, fell at home to Arizona State last week. We saw what Stanford did to Colorado. I don't think that, I'm not going to call my shot say they win that game outright, but maybe they can cover that spread. Uh, but there are a few games, like this Duke-Louisville game is a big one for the ACC yeah. in terms of the championship game. So there is a couple games like that. Yeah, I'm looking at this BYU number, and it just sticks out like a sore thumb. I know BYU has their problems, specifically went on the road against the Horned Frogs, and they were only dogged by four and a half, got beat by a million. But 20 and a half feels hefty in terms of the Longhorns to cover. Why has that line gone so sky high yeah you look at it like okay so quinn yours is out that's got to mean something to the point spread but you forget like malik murphy who's going to get the start today he's a five-star too yeah <laughs> he can go anywhere in the country and be the starting quarterback um and I, you know byu we talked about this a couple weeks ago even last week these new big 12 teams that just physically don't look you know up to snuff quite yet and they got to go on the road to Austin for this game. It's it's still going to be a real challenge for them to really score any points. Okay, uh, we need to know the Seamus special. Where are you taking us this week, Seamus? This was a tough one today. I, I got to be honest. I I uh, I hate how much I love the board in FCS today. Uh oh. <laughs> um, Famous so last words. Gonna, we're going to go to the Patriot League. We're going to veer off from the NEC. We're going to go to the Patriot. Lafayette, the Leopards, they had a huge win last week over Holy Cross. Uh, they jump into the top 25 in the coaches' poll this week. Now they go down to D.C. and play Georgetown. Georgetown's getting 10.5. This ain't your father. This ain't your grandfather's Georgetown football team. They're playing some pretty good football this year, and this reeks of a letdown spot for Lafayette. They get the big win over Holy Cross. They get into the top 25. Now you got to go down to D.C., and get right. Laying 10 and a half. I, uh, if you can get double digits here, I think it's definitely a play. Man, we love I it. I just Seamus. bet double it's digits. The best. It, it's the best. Plus 10. You're fantastic, man. Go Hoyas. Awesome. Uh, Seamus, <laughs> always appreciate you jumping on the show, especially when you give us uh, George, Georgetown as a double digit dog <laughs> against the Lafayette Leopards over there. You are a gem. <laughs> the, home, the home dogs have been good for us in the FCS so far. Yeah, we get three in a row. <laughs> what was last week? Was, uh, who, who oh, was the, the Stonehill Skyhawks. Stone, yeah. Oh, the Stonehill Skyhawks, baby. Let's go. An game of <laughs> Overtime game, right? We're sweating that one out. 
Yeah, yeah. I got to You got to tune. I thought I didn't have to tune up the uh, the NEC front row app until basketball. <laughs> yeah, you were there wrong. I was. <laughs> there Davis. I was. <laughs> hey, man, enjoy the day. We'll catch you soon, bud. Thanks, guys. There he is, Seamus McGee, team lead of sports trading at BetMGM. That is tremendous. Well, we go from uh, tremendous to spectacular because Isaac Lowenkron is on deck with the latest. What's going on here, Ilo? Indeed, Brian. Game one of the World Series was real and it was spectacular. The Arizona Diamondbacks leading the Texas Rangers 5-3 to three with one out of the bottom of the ninth, but then Corey Seager tied it with a dramatic two-run homer. And then in the bottom of the 11th inning, here was Eric Nadell on KRLD. Here's the pitch. Adoli swings, and it's a high drive to right field. Going back is Carroll. He's at the wall. He leads. That ball is history. Adolis Garcia has walked off the Diamondbacks in the 11th. My goodness, he's done it again. The Rangers are awaiting Adolis at home plate. He throws off the helmet, leaps into the pile. And the Rangers have won it 6-5. to five. In the NBA on Friday night, the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Brooklyn Nets 125-120. to Luka Doncic scored 49. He hit nine three-pointers, including the go-ahead three with 26 seconds to play. The San Antonio Spurs in overtime over Houston 126-122. to Victor Wembenyama, the game tying basket with 20 seconds left in the fourth. He finished with 21 points and 12 rebounds. Alex Caruso hit the game-winning three-pointer with two seconds left in overtime to give his Chicago Bulls a 104 to 103 triumph over Toronto. Steph Curry dropped 41 in Golden State's 122-114 win at Sacramento. And the Oklahoma City Thunder rallied from nine down with 156 remaining to win at Cleveland 108 to 105. Fellas, all yours. Thank you, Ilo. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Okay, so this is one of the games, (laughs) not the uh, Lafayette Leopards that Seamus was talking about. The Hoyas. Yeah, Duke and Louisville, ranked versus ranked here where you've got Louisville hosting at 6-1 and one against a Duke team. Are they going to have Riley Leonard? We don't know with the high ankle sprain. And uh, You look at the, uh, the Louisville Cardinals, they tackle really, really well. So if Duke is offensively challenged and they're trying to lean heavily on their running game, that plays into Louisville's hand. At least that's what we've seen throughout the season so far. Uh, Jawar Jordan... He's the running back that's questionable. He's got a hamstring injury. And I think it also comes back to how much is on Jack Plummer's plate, right? Because you want to run the ball effectively if you're Louisville. The more that's on Jack Plummer's plate, eh, it could be advantage Duke. Two pretty good defenses. Could be a little bit more of a rock fight in this one here, fellas. Yeah, look, I think there's there's one thing that um, that gives an edge to uh, to. Uh, Louisville is Jawar Jordan. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how you slow him down. Uh, running back for, for Louisville is averaging seven and a half yards per carry. Wow. He rank, ranks third amongst all running backs this season in that stack ca- category. Also an average of uh, 3.6 yards come before contact. So that means that Louisville up front is doing a great job creating air in the run game. And what I mean by that is winning the line of scrimmage, just pushing bodies out of the way to give their 
their excellent running back a chance. Um, it's uh, it's pretty impressive what they've been able to do offensively in the run game and controlling time of possession in some of their matchups, especially matchups where they've upset <clears throat> Brian. Um, but look, it's gonna be it's gonna be a difficult day for for Louisville to slow down this Duke offense if if there's health at quarterback. I don't know what that ankle looks like. Riley Leonard uh, surprised us all against Florida State a week ago, uh, and then re-injured himself in what the third quarter. Uh, yeah. So, so we'll see what he looks like if there's health there. If he's able to help at all today against Louisville. Yeah, I think the market's kind of telling us that he's going to play, but you never know. Right. I, I, I think I think this line's much north of, of a touchdown if Leonard doesn't play. Um, and right now it's kind of sitting in that six, six and a half range, and I think it's kind of half baking in Riley Leonard playing um, because I think the total being at 45, again, that's really what you can glean. And I know these are two good defensive teams, but that is a ridiculously low total uh, for a game that is kind of telling you that the backup quarterback will likely be playing for Duke. So keep an eye on the on the side uh, for Louisville. If it starts to creep north of a touchdown, and if the total starts to go up, this is a twelve thirty Pacific game, three thirty Eastern. So you've got a few hours to kind of let the market tell you what's going to happen here. But it was obvious um, at this time last week that Leonard was going to play because that Florida State line went the other way. And, and I think that was the game that was intriguing to me from a market analysis perspective because I bet Florida State early in the week thinking that Leonard wasn't going to play and the line would go up. But Mike Elko playing the whole three-card money game on us with the quarterbacks. And we've seen this story before with a lot of coaches. Kyle Whittingham's the king of this. A quarterback injury. You don't know which one's going to play. Could be this one. Could be that one. Who knows? It makes Louisville prepare for multiple guys. But Let's be honest, if you're preparing for the backup for Duke, they can't throw. It's, it's a running quarterback scheme. So I, I, this smells like an under kind of game, even though the total is insanely low because the, the, the stud running back for Louisville, Jordans, he's banged up too. So I don't know where the offense is coming from in this game. Louisville's defense is stout. They're at home. They're coming off of a loss where they gave up a ton of points to Pitt. And I think this Duke defense is legit. They are maybe one of the more underrated defenses in the country. So this feels like a phone booth kind of game, especially if Leonard can't go for the Blue Devils. Yeah, it's crazy to me how we still have these games where it's like the line is basically telling you, hey, this guy is going to play, and then he doesn't play. Yeah. <laughs> it, still it, it makes it hard for us. And, and I think the college football injury is really – it's one of the hardest things we do. These coaches don't have to give us any information. It's not right. like the NFL. Right. Yeah. right. I mean, the NFL will probably end up fining the Atlanta Falcons for not yeah. reporting B. John Robinson's migraines on Saturday when, when he first started reporting symptoms to the teams. And who knows, after their investigation, maybe they had insight on this even before Saturday. But the NFL will actually levy fines against football programs at that level. In college football, I mean, legitimately – we we've been uh, what was it oh it was cam rising last yes. year also oh, oh yeah, yeah that was the key that was the the, the prime example you pretty much him. get a thumbs up you know yeah. you're not gonna get fined or hey you, you fooled them good for you guys that's yeah. college football with injury reports there is yeah. none yeah it's so so i i agree with everything that that uh that jared just said about this game in terms of it it could be it could end up being one of these games where 
I mean, the under hits by a mile. It, it really is a slow trotting game, and it's all on the ground because Duke, I mean, when you look at them defensively, seventh best coverage grade in all of FBS, according to PFF, uh, you know, you, you look at the pressure they've been able to get off the edge. Um, I will say this, though. The one advantage Louisville is the run defense because they're, they're not great. They're not great at stopping the run. They're close to 100th in terms of their ranking against stopping the run. So that's that's where you can feast a little bit offensively if you're Louisville. Um, yeah, I, I see this as being a, a tight game. I, I Maybe it's just one of those last possession win style football game. Hey, yeah. BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. For example, if you're in the DMV area, no need to worry about making separate accounts for D.C., Maryland, and Virginia when crossing state borders, simply just log in to your existing account instead of creating a new one. We've got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American, with a, a blatant cheap shot against the Notre Dame Fighting <laughs> Irish while talking about Louisville just a few minutes wow, ago. Wow, he, he was holding on that one. Man, oh, that man. was like five minutes ago. I, I, I was waiting, that. Was waiting yeah. on the reaction. I yeah. knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. I'm like a freaking elephant over here. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian Now Coming up next... The prop betting market. There have been a couple of uh, interesting tidbits already on the show that might make an appearance in Prop It Up right around the corner. So stay tuned for that. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We are an hour and 11 minutes away from kickoff. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Let's do this. Eight on three. One, two, three. Prop it up. Let's go play. Player plays. Ah, yes, the prop bet market. It is a lovely, majestic place. Unless you get it wrong, then it's a nightmare. <laughs> so we're going to try to get it right with our best nightmares this year. Yeah, we'll start. Oh, gosh, Jared. Jared, I've had a couple of one-yard losses. You've been terrible luck this year. It's been awful. I'm sorry. The worst was Drake May at the opener in South Carolina. Needed four passing yards with like like four minutes left in the third quarter. Didn't you get there and he went negative? No, he just... He threw a couple of interceptions, oh, then he threw a three-yard screen pass, oh. and then they just <laughs> ran the ball the rest of the game. <laughs> Damn. But with that, we'll start with you, Jared. What do you oh, like in the prop yeah, bet gambling is fun, right? Everyone loves yes. gambling. Um, let's start with the homecoming kid, Carson Beck. Homecoming game in Jacksonville today, 267.5 passing yards-wise. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, they just lost Brock Bowers. Yeah, they've got, like, the number one tight end in the class as the backup. So they'll be fine there, guys. Don't worry. And they've also had a bye. So I think the passing game is going to be big today because when you look at Florida's defense, that's where they are susceptible. They're a li- they've been a little better in the run than expected th- this year, and they've given up some explosive plays. So I, I think Carson Beck over 267.5 is a decent look. And then listen, if we think Cal's going to win this game against USC today, it's going to be Jade Knott left, right, and center. 74.5 rushing yards for Ott today. USC's outside the top 100 in explosive plays allowed this year. 
And if Ott gets 85 against Oregon on the road, I think, or at home, I think he can get uh, 75 uh, against this USC defense. So I'm going Jade Knott over 74 and a half rushing. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to our Nittany Lions, Jared. Oh. Penn State running back Nick Singleton over where, depending on what book you're looking at, 67 and a half. There are some books that have him as high as 75 yards. I locked him in at 73 and a half rushing yards. I like him to run all over Indiana. Uh, this is an Indiana rush defense that is dead last in the Big Ten. The Hoosiers are are surrendering 174.4 yards per game on the ground, and this is a PSU rushing offense that ranks second in the league. So give me Singleton hitting his over on the rushing yardage mark. Louisville quarterback Jake Plummer under mm. one and a half passing touchdowns wherever you can find it take it this is a blue, Duke Blue Devils defense that is going to be a huge mismatch against Louisville they're only allowing 179 through the air also averaging less than pass uh, one passing touchdown against so yeah I like Plummer to go under the one and a half passing touchdowns also Oklahoma quarterback Dylan Gabriel over I got him locked in at over 293 and a half passing yards. So the Jayhawks trot out the worst secondary in their conference. Uh, opposing Big 12 passers are sailing past the number weekly uh, while completing 65 plus percent of their pass attempts against uh, this defense. So, yeah, give me Dylan Gabriel over 293 and a half. Look at you just active in We're the going undefeated market. today, guys. Yeah. yeah. We're winning yeah, every single good. one of these. It feels good. I'm looking at Kentucky running back Ray Davis, who is a stud. But going up against Tennessee, I'm taking under 90 and a half rushing yards. Devin Leary, their quarterback, has been a wreck this year. So if you're Tennessee and you're trying to slow down Kentucky's offense, who are you trying to slow down? It's Ray Davis. So I'm going to take him under 90 and a half. Tennessee, pretty good run defense. You're looking at just surrendering a little less than 110 per game. So on average, I like how this shakes out. Uh, I also like UCLA running back Carson Steele, who I had actual money on last week, and it bit me because they were blowing out Stanford so much. He didn't get any carries in the second half, but he's a stud transferring over from Ball State, going up against Colorado, not studly and stopping the rush. 98 and a half. I see him getting the triple digits today. I like that one as well. So under on Ray Davis, over on Carson Steele is how I have it shaken out. I just like it. put all these in a parlay. It is 78 to 1 for all seven of our bets. <laughs> oh my gosh. Please. 7 and 0. Oh, dude, I'm in. Whatever it is, I'll, I'll Venmo bucks. you. Pizza money. Let's go. <laughs> Let's I like do that, man. Who's the weakest link, huh? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't find come out. through if we're 6 oh, and no. 1? Goodness. All right, coming up next, the scene of this team losing last week. The reaction to it, and will it happen again today? Oh, what's going on, everybody? Less than an hour away from kickoff here on Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We dive right on in. USC clinging on to their ranking, number 24 in the country. Just barely. It's kind of like, what was it, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 2? <laughs> was just hanging on the side of a cliff right there. I think there's a Mission Impossible <laughs> 8 coming out soon. It'd probably be good. (laughs) Those have been good (laughs) movies. Uh, They're at Cal, USC is. USC at Cal. The scene after USC lost last week to Utah, 
and Caleb Williams just sitting on the bench, just staring off into space. And it's just like the last two weeks, Utah's, uh, USC season is done, right? Like they got off to a 6-0 and start. We're like, man, this team, and they get smacked by Notre Dame. They lose a heartbreaker on a last-second field goal against Utah, and it's a freaking wrap. And so I want to see if they can another week without a bye where they played, what is it, Jared, six straight weeks now? This is their sixth straight Saturday, and their prior five games were in four different cities now. A lot so of travel, a yeah. lot of wear and tear. Now they're against a Cal team that's physical, that loves to run the ball downhill. I want to see how USC responds because you got to have heart. I know they had high expectations, wanted to be in the college football playoff, make noise from there. That's not going to happen. How do you respond? Because this is a team that seems soft, and I want to see if they've got some heart today against California, who they're much more talented than. Yeah, and the Bears can put up some offensive numbers. I mean, even in losses, if you look at what they've lost by, huge, huge disparities but at the end of the day, they do score their points. And this Trojan defense has done nothing but let them down the entirety of the season. So if this is an offense that's still looking their wounds from getting beat bad last week and they don't have that toughness you're talking about, they can get sized up and taken down on the road here. I, I don't know if I trust the Bears on the money line. I don't think that's a that's a great pick, although I'm ca- I'm hoping for it on a leg of a parlay we gave out earlier. Oh. <laughs> good save. Good save right there, Rick. I mean, I really – I was getting ready to pounce. No, I really – I mean, because this this is what, – what you do with parlays, and, Jared, you've been, I think, really honest about this, is this is fun money, man. Yeah. Like, you go to the window with money you're planning on losing, and money that you also know – if you win, is going to turn around your weekend. It's going to help you pay your rent, maybe. It's going to be a big win, especially if the Cal Bears do complete that leg of the parlay. It's, it's fun. This is a fun matchup if you're better. If you're a USC Trojan fan, mm. this, is, this is stomach churning. Because, look, if you don't think that this team who has an offensive coordinator who's based in the air raid isn't going to come out and try to go toe-to-toe, score-for-score, point-to-point with the USC Trojans. You've got another thing coming, and this could be a very long, hard day for you as a fan. Yeah, I'm actually surprised my mic hasn't been muted yet, considering our producer, Bo Benson's a big Trojans fan, and he has not probably have not said too many kind things about any of us, really, <laughs> frankly. He's said many kind things about uh, his team today. But but let's just, right, it's, it's a Hollywood story, right? Let's, let's walk through this Hollywood tale. Started out first three games of the year at home against Cupcake. San Jose State, they almost covered but didn't, but they dropped 50 in that game. Dropped 66 against Nevada, dropped 56 against Stanford. All's looking good. Then they go down to Tempe, and they play Arizona State. And that was the first red flag. They gave up 28 points to Arizona State, and at the time, Arizona State was, like, bottom of the barrel. Like, everyone was injured. They were a complete mess. This is a very different Arizona State team now, but... Then they played Colorado, and that game was nip and tuck in Boulder. Back and forth, 48-41. Then they play Arizona, three overtime games, but they're still undefeated. But you could start to see the downturn in the schedule, right? After those first three games against the Cupcakes, they started to play teams that had a pulse, and those teams started to push back. Then the loss to Notre Dame, where they just got completely smacked in the mouth in South Bend. And then last week's game against Utah, which was back and forth. And a lot of the Sharps, last week, every Sharp better I talked to loved USC. It was a great spot. 
but it wasn't a great spot because they lost outright as a seven-point favorite at home to Utah with a backup quarterback, who I now I think is ascending to that starter role, Bryson Barnes. But it just it's been such a tumultuous road. And then this week, Lincoln Riley's sick. You got Caleb Williams courtside at the Lakers game looking like he's already a professional athlete. And I, I don't know what, what the mentality is of this USC team. We will find out very early. If USC comes out with a little spark, yeah, they could drop 50 on Cal easily and run away with this game. But I don't think they have that spark. And I think Cal's a tough team. So Justin Wilcox will have his boys up for this game. Early start in Berkeley. Feels like a real tough spot for the Trojans. Another game where I want to see how this team responds, Tennessee. So Tennessee against Kentucky today on the road. Tennessee got off to a great start last week against Alabama. And the next thing you know in the second half, the whole stadium's lighting up a victory cigar. You know, It's yeah. like, what happened over here? <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, Alabama just had their number in the second half. How does Tennessee respond to that on the road for a second straight week against Kentucky? Kentucky, a very physical team. They love to run the ball because that's all they can do <laughs> with Ray Davis. Ray Davis is tremendous, but Devin Leary completing just 55% of his passes. He has not been good this season. His receivers are banged up. So to me, a lot of this game comes down to this is like baseball where the pitcher is like, I'm throwing the fastball. Yeah. Like there, there are not a whole lot of bells and whistles and misdirection and surprises. Kentucky wants to run the ball. Tennessee's going to have to stop the run. Who can do it, right? Because if Tennessee can slow down Ray Davis, that is a huge leg up against Kentucky because Devin Leary has proven he's not winning them anything thus far. Yeah, yeah. You know, when when you analyze games like this, it's it's very difficult to put a finger on on the emotion of these teams going into this one um i i'm 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 curious i this is this is an i, I don't want to say it's an underwhelming matchup but in sort of a schedule that's left us a little cold with buzz this could actually end up being a really great watch you know i i i'm curious i'm curious how tennessee looks in this one how they respond kentucky also like you said i mean it's I feel like this could be sneaky, the best watch of the college football weekend, oddly. Wow. Yeah, night game in Lexington. Yeah. Right? You got this Tennessee team off the loss to Bama. I, I don't love betting on teams the week after they play Bama. That mm. is like an unwritten Jared college football betting rule, especially the way Tennessee lost that game. They were up, what was it, 20-7 to seven at the yeah. half? 20-6, sorry. 20-6 to six at the half. They got outscored 27-zip in the second half, Tennessee. Mm. So what's their mentality coming into this game? I, I think when I look at, and you mentioned it, Brian, I think the, the Devin Leary impact is intriguing here. So I think Liam Cohen is a darn good offensive coordinator, and here's why. Because when he is giving action assist to Devin Leary, play action is what I mean by that, the numbers are through the roof. So off play action passes this year, Devin Leary has a nearly 60% completion rate, nine touchdowns, one pick. No play action. Drops to 50%, five touchdowns, six picks. So when they're operating within the offense, which is Ray Davis, left, right, and center, and then play action off of it, Kentucky's been relatively efficient this year. So what is Tennessee going to do? <laughs> Just take away the running game and make Liam Cohen operate without that play action assist that little cheat code that they can give Devin Leary when he's in trouble it just it feels like a tough matchup for Kentucky's offense in this game but again I don't know what Tennessee has 
coming off that tough, grueling loss to Bama. So this, I agree. This could be one of those back and forth, land three kind of games, late second, you know, last second field goal kind of clinches it. I, I've I, always been impressed. Yeah. If you can run the ball when the defense knows that's yeah. what you're doing, right? And that's what it comes down to today. If you're Tennessee, you just said it right there, Jared. You're going to do everything you can to slow down Ray Davis in that running game and make Devin Leary beat you yeah. with banged up wide receivers. Yeah. If you can do that, God bless you. But if Kentucky can still run the ball when Tennessee knows that's really their only chance to beat them, then I, I take multiple hats off to you. I'm taking yeah. every hat in my closet off to you if you're still, still able to run the ball effectively when they know that's all that – that's your only hope of beating them is if you can do that. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> what I what I like about the matchup is just, again, the emotion, right? You know, Kentucky ending a streak of five uh, – a five-game winning streak at home. Uh, Tennessee, three-game winning streak until they ran into the jaws of the Crimson Tide. Both of them five and two, identical record. Kentucky also getting to host Tennessee after getting a punishing – defeat handed to them by Tennessee last year 44 to 6 loss there so a little bit of revenge on the horizon um I I don't know this is just one of those games that sort of feels like it it sets up to be I I don't want to call it a classic I mean we're we're talking about you know a lower ranked volunteer uh, team taking on a, a an unranked Kentucky team but it definitely feels like this could be one of those hard-fought wins for either side, and both of them desperate for a victory here. Just just a fun watch. I, I don't know if I have a side on this one. I will say that I'm leaning towards the under because yeah. the, both of these teams, I think, have, have failed to really impress offensively in terms of points scored, uh, especially recently. But, um, but yeah, maybe that's the, the only thing I'm looking at on the game is the total. But, but yeah, just in general, it feels like it's setting up to be just a good old-fashioned brawl out there in Kentucky. Yeah, I've got a lot of numbers that favor Brian's prop angle with Ray Davis under. Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of I, I think that might be the best betting angle in this game because that to me is the is the is the strategy. So how about Ray Davis? Uh, the Kentucky O-line. I mean, Davis is like arguably the best running back in the country. He is the highest graded power five running back in the country, according to Pro Football Focus. But that's despite his offensive line just being brutal this year outside the top 100 in line yards created. And Davis four and a half yards per rush. After first contact, I mean, he is getting pummeled at the line of scrimmage and still gaining a ton of yards. And the receiver group for Kentucky has been brutal. Devin Leary has lost the most passing yards to drops in the entire SEC conference this year. So I just don't know where the offense will come for Kentucky. Tennessee's defense is probably the best unit in this game, and that's probably why the Vols win. You know, another sneaky line right there is do the math. If we're anticipating that Tennessee is going to do everything they can to slow down Ray Davis in the running game, you still got to get the ball to your playmaker. How do you do it? Well, you throw it to him. Yeah. You throw it to Ray yeah. Davis a couple of times. So, you know, receiving yardage right around 15 and a half. I, I like the over there. That's an interesting look. Yeah, right, I right. Like, I like Ray da- Davis's. Too much. Yeah, his over receiving yards, his under rushing yards. That's what I'm looking at. Wow. Today. That'd be a fun little parlay. That'd be a, a correlate, <laughs> yeah. anti correlate probably. You get a nice payout there, probably. Could. 
You could right there. You know, same game parlay it. Yeah. Get crazy. Let all your hair down right there. Hey, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We've got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American. He will blow torch some pork shoulder. I will. It sounds like he's going to Wow, like, that sounded really you. off the path there. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, listen. What he does. That's how he gets down. You know? Love it. Yeah. It's going to be incredibly tasty as well. It's not going to be. Wait. Uh, Rich, I, I feel like I need to apologize to you. The amount of steaks that I ruined when I lived in Portland. Here's my excuse. You tell me if this is something you would buy or not. Yeah, yeah. It's a little cold. You know what I mean? Like the winter time, it's not freezing, but it's cold enough where I'm not going to stand out there and just babysit my steak. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. And then I'd forget. I'd forget, and I'd go out there and be like, oh, another steak ruined. Like, not even close to edible right there. Do you buy that at all? No, I do. I Listen, I <laughs> there's a lot. I'm a set it and forget it guy, uh, and this is, the reason, this is the reason why I have so much success. The best investment I've ever made is a Wi-Fi thermometer. You must mm. trust me here. Connects to your Wi-Fi. You leave the thing sitting out there in the cold. And you just you'd get yourself like an inch and a half steak where you you just you just stick the thermometer through the side and when that hits an internal temp of like 130, you pull that sucker off the grill and you're gonna have yourself a meal. It's advanced steak cooking analytics right there. Yeah, I love the chef's kiss in in the middle of that endorsement right there. I love that. We got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, many matchups to get to. We'll go quick hit style, including a team that is on letdown alert. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. We are 
Goodness, 37 measly minutes away from kickoff. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Once a day, play BetMGM's free-to-play 8-bit Barry for a chance to win daily prizes. Play as Hall of Famer Barry Sanders and choose to spin, stiff arm, or juke your way to the end zone to win prizes. If Barry scores a touchdown, you score a reward. Scoring a reward last week, that would be Ohio State over your Penn State Nittany Lions. Ohio State played tremendous defense, and they won uh, 20 to 12 in a very sleepy game, right? But hey, uh, winning ugly still counts. And Ohio State finds themselves as the number three ranked team. They're seven and zero. They go on the road and take on Wisconsin night game. It's on NBC prime time. Wisconsin catching fourteen in the hook here. Do you anticipate any letdown there from the Buckeyes at all, fellas? I mean, it's possible. The Big Ten doesn't get as much credit for this because typically the top teams stay the top teams. But much like the Pac-12, we've seen it in the past where some of some of the conference cannibalizes itself. Like the Pac-12, this happens every year, right? Utah plays Rooner for someone. You know, one of the Washington State, Oregon State sneaks up on somebody who's at the tippy top of the conference, and all of a sudden we have a playoff bracket sans Pac-12 participants. But it, it has happened in the Big Ten also. Wisconsin has done this in the past, sneaking up on a top-ranked team. Iowa has made a routine of this. It's almost laughable how bad they can look and still win and and how well they can win against big teams, you know. And and this is a – Madison's a tough place to play. I remember third quarter starting, the jump around gets going, especially if you're trailing late. That's an engaged fan base. So could I see a letdown? Yeah, am I predicting it? Not necessarily. Yeah, this one, I, I want to get there on Wisconsin. I mean, it, 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 fit, it checks all the boxes, right? Ohio State hasn't looked dominant on offense. Off of a big win, classic letdown spot. Yep. And you've got Madison, the magic, right? I mean, it just it, it gets freaky there. And, and fun story, I was, I was really close to being a Wisconsin Badger. That was, it was oh. back and forth. Wisconsin, Penn State, and Florida were my three finalists, and I really love – I mean, it is an awesome, awesome campus and a fantastic atmosphere for college football. It's a night game. I mean, this this checks all the boxes. Jared, yep. did you – quickly, did you have the three hats in front of you? No, I didn't. Your decision? <laughs> <laughs> I actually got – I actually was – I really wanted to go to Northwestern, but they didn't let me in to the uh, journalism school there. So, and s- same thing with Syracuse. I didn't get into Newhouse. So, I, unfortunately, uh, I, I had to choose otherwise. But I, I made a good choice, I think, with Penn we State. We need to but, do this. Like, the guy that gets a calculus scholarship, he should totally do agree. the three-hat thing. Right? Absolutely. Why, why is it just athletes? Nah, I think hysterical. it's a, a yeah. pomp and circumstance thing. But, you know, speaking of that, it just it, – you look at Kyle McCord and the numbers look good. Like, they look really good. 12 touchdowns, no picks, last six games. But – Marvin Harrison's like it like he is uh, 50% of the attempts against Penn State went towards Marvin Harrison I mean he he is the only and they they should get a little healthier this week and I think I think that's why actually that's why I'm I'm laying off Wisconsin uh Egbuka's back Henderson's back they're healthier this week they're getting their top corner back as well um Denzel Burke so Wisconsin's offense, I don't know how they're going to move it. Jim Knowles is one of the best stop unit schemers in the country, and Wisconsin's got a freshman quarterback, Braden Locke, who looked 
really, really unsettled under pressure against Illinois. And I don't know how that – actually, I do know how they came back last week because their best player, Johnny Newton, got ejected for targeting in the second half. Mm. And from that point on, Wisconsin scored 18 points in the fourth quarter against Illinois. And they were very fortunate to win that game. So I, I just – I want to get there on the Badgers. The, the, it checks all of our upset – boxes but I just I can't get there because of Wisconsin's offense against Ohio State's defense it's weird in college football how sometimes a performance one week is totally different the next week and if you look at Ohio State it's just dominant defense against Penn State last week they only allowed one third down conversion on 16 attempts that's sensational yeah. and as you yeah. mentioned what is it Maserati Maserati (laughs) Marvin that's what Gus Johnson kept saying over and over Marvin Harrison Jr. is spectacular 162 yards receiving against Penn State who had the number one defense going into the game last week you saw all of those things it's just like wow Buckeyes strength talent strength talent and then you might throw that out the window not completely but to a larger degree on the road crazy atmosphere against Wisconsin I'm with you, Jared. It's like it sets itself up, but I can't quite get there because I'm like, at the end of the day, it's the Badgers who have been awful offensively against any defenses that are worth anything. Yeah. Yeah, and Ohio State, they've won 35 straight games against unranked opponents. That's wild, isn't it? Right? I mean, when you think about it, now I like how important is it when you're facing, I don't know, the 23rd ranked team versus an unranked team who's Good just point. outside the top 25. Now you're splitting hairs, but against unranked opponents, what I will point out about this is that's a testament to mental toughness, that letdown factor that we were just talking about. And just in case that isn't impressive enough, the Buckeyes have also won 26 straight against unranked Big Ten teams. So specifically, when they're going against their own conference, they find a way to win. That's good coaching. Ryan Day is a good coach. He's got this program locked in, and they've been locked in for a while now. The one area of their offensive game that does worry you if you're going to put anything on Ohio State is their red zone offense. They're ranked only 29th nationally in points per possession also. So they have some blemishes on their offensive resume. This is a team that, first of all, kind of struggles to get to the red zone. A lot of their scores come on explosive plays, but then once they get within the red zone, 20 yards and into the end zone, they settle for field goals an awful lot. So if the Wisconsin Badgers can eliminate explosives, if they can take the top off this Ohio State offense – and then force them into situations where they have to score from the 35 in, from the 20-yard line in, they could slow down this game and and make this a tougher matchup on the road for Ohio State at night in Madison. I think when you start to adjust for schedule, guys, you can really paint a picture why Ohio State should dominate this game. I mean, let's just go through Wisconsin's schedule. They struggled against Buffalo in the opener. Then they got pushed around at Washington State, lost that game outright. The Georgia Southern game, I was on Georgia Southern plus 20. Georgia Southern outgained them in Madison, lost by 21 because of like five turnovers. <laughs> then against Purdue, they you know, pushed around the Boilers a little bit. They needed a pick six to beat Rutgers. They lost to Iowa, gave up 15 points, which for Iowa is like an offensive explosion. And then they needed the crazy comeback last week against Illinois. I mean, Buffalo, Washington State, Georgia Southern, Purdue, Rutgers, Iowa, Illinois. Is there an offense in that category besides Cam Ward 
at Wazoo that scares you at all. Right. Like Ohio State is going to bring McCord with Maserati, Marvin, and Nick back in the running game, Henderson. I And Wisconsin's defense doesn't scare me that much. This is not the Wisconsin defense of old. They don't have a ton of dudes, really. And I think the, the schedule I just laid out, how they're giving up points to some of these really subpar offenses – I, I think if Ohio State's up for this game, and you mentioned it too, Rich, Ryan Day this week used this quote, competitive stamina. It's a tough road to get through the yeah. Big Ten. And yeah. this is a tough game and a tough environment coming off of a big win over Penn State. If they have competitive stamina, like their coach alluded to this week, they should win this game easily. But Madison at night, off of a big win, who knows? <laughs> I like that. That's the opposite of letdown. Yeah. Is competitive yep. stamina. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Ryan phrase. knows it. He knows yeah. this is a letdown spot. He's not stupid. Yeah. Absolutely, he does. Uh, real fast, what was the stat you rattled off there, Rich? How many wins for Ohio State? Oh, I, I just I just clicked away from 35 straight against unranked that's opponents. I had is. that in my notes, too. That was, well, it's a good nugget. I mean, it just thing, shows that they, when they're they buttoned up against teams they should win. They, they, right. They, they don't it's similar to spots. think about this with Georgia. Georgia has won 24 games in a row, and some of those wins are against unranked teams, right? They're playing an unranked team in Florida today. If you take out Alabama from the equation, Georgia's won 39 straight games. Yeah. You know what I mean? So – if you look at Georgia against Florida, if you look at Ohio State against Wisconsin, they've proven they just win these games and keep moving along. Think about North Carolina losing to a 1-5 in five Virginia team last week, you know? So a lot of times we're focused on, hey, are they going to cover the spread or not? Just keep chugging along. Keep stacking wins. W's. And you're going to be there when it matters at the end. Yeah, the full note is Ohio State has won 35 straight games against unranked opponents. Its longest streak in the nation includes 15 straight road wins against wow. those unranked. And just in yeah. case that's not impressive enough, the Buckeyes have also won 26 straight against unranked Big Ten teams, 15 straight against anyone from the Big Ten West. I don't know if divisions necessarily play a role in this, but, yeah, it's just been an unbelievable propensity to stay prepared in these letdown spots. And that's exactly what this is. You know, Ohio State finds a way to get up for every game, and that's the reason why they have been in the playoff for as many well, as many as anybody else. Have they had the most playoff appearances of any team? I think Bama maybe. Bama might have them beat. I mean, it's, it's probably close. I mean, we just it, at this point, I think it's fair. I and mean, we were kind of there all year. I mean, maybe my Penn State bias seeped in a little bit, but I thought Penn State had a chance to be in this conversation. But at the end of the day, guys. So Ohio State, Michigan, one of those teams going to go to the playoff and <laughs> find out which one in a few weeks. You know, you're speaking of in, uh, impressive streaks, uh, Isaac Lowenkron, if oh you're talking about a streak with zero errors, completely unflappable, with tons of useful information, I, I put it at 1,060 right now, straight yeah. updates. Yeah. You, you know, the uh, I remember the 1,061st when I forgot the N in Wembenyama. Hopefully that won't happen again. Yeah, I think it was during that Britney Spears uh, thing uh, in the summer. Remember that? You're Boy. talking about Wemby when he was like before a teenager right there, mm-hmm. you know, this, when this update streak started. Boy, so fingers crossed. Let's uh, dive right in with Game 1 of the World Series Friday night. The Arizona Diamondbacks leading the Texas Rangers 5-3. One out, bottom of the ninth. But then Corey Seager tied it with a dramatic two-run home run. And then in the bottom half of the 11th inning, here was Eric Nadell on K. 
A-R-L-D. Here's the pitch. Adoli swings, and it's a high drive to right field. Going back is Carroll. He's at the wall. He leads. That ball is history. Adolis Garcia has walked off the Diamondbacks in the 11th. My goodness, he's done it again. The Rangers are awaiting Adolis at home plate. He throws off the helmet, leaps into the pile. And the Rangers have won it 6-5. to five. In the NBA on Friday night, the Dallas Mavericks bested Brooklyn 125-120. to Luka Doncic, 49 points, 9 three-pointers, including the go-ahead three with 26 seconds to go. Spurs over the Rockets in overtime, 126-122. As the aforementioned Victor Wembenyama had the game-tying <laughs> basket with 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter. He would finish with 21 points and 12 rebounds. Alex Caruso, the game-winning three with two seconds left in overtime, giving the Bulls a 104 103 triumph over Toronto. Steph Curry scored 41 in Golden State's 122 to 114 victory at Sacramento, and Oklahoma City rallied from nine down with 156 left in the fourth quarter to win at Cleveland, 108 to 105. And finally, Brian, was it you that had the uh, Marv Levy reference earlier yeah. today? All right, here's one just for you. I dug into the archives for this. Went to college with that official. Yeah, <laughs> I, went to, I did. I went to college with him. Hey, you over-officious jerk! Ah, yes. <laughs> Just for you, Brian. Back to That's you. That's a great, great. job. Well done, Isla. Well that done. awesome, man. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Okay, we shoehorn as much good stuff as we can here with the matchups. How about some love for JMU? James Madison, the Dukes, ranked 25th. They're taking on Old Dominion. Not eligible for a bowl game. Right? This is their second year in FBS. They've moved up a level. And so you can't play in bowl games for a couple of years. That's such a dumb rule. Why why do we have that? It's awful. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I, I think there's a lot about the NCAA, and we've talked about many of these things. That's just all wrong. This feels like it's a vestigial... Uh, a body part left over from the evolution of this sport that doesn't really play a role. It's like it's like the tailbone in human beings. Let's get rid of things like this. But yeah, James Madison has been impressive. Um, Your grammar is impressive. I was going to say I, I looked up. The, I had to look up the definition of that word. I didn't know what it meant. Oh uh, yeah, it's obsolete. It, it no longer belongs in the yeah. conversation. We just. I, I love when there's a definition. And there's a word in the definition. I don't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> like I was trying to learn the initial you need to word. Now I have definition to learn word. another word. Yeah. It. <laughs> it's, it's no longer needed. It serves of no use. There's no purpose. I don't understand this rule. It's dumb. It's a very dumb rule. James Madison should be admitted to a college football bowl game. Which, by the way, like... I mean, what are we worried about? The sanctity of college football letting James Madison University play in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl? They've got a chance at a New Year's Six Bowl Oh, there you go, yeah. Like, they are – the Sun Belt, guys, is legit. And we've talked about the Sun Belt on this show before. This is a really interesting conference. You've got JMU that is – I mean, I would say right now a top 20 team in terms of the way that they run their offense. Their defense is fantastic. They've only allowed 59 points all season. Speaking of defense, Troy, another fantastic Sunbelt team. They've only allowed 26 points in conference play. I mean, it just, to me, you look at this, you look at this Trojans team, Dukes, Eagles. I mean, there's some really good teams in the Sunbelt. It's a shame 
that JMU doesn't have a chance to play for the New Year's Six this year because they have a legit shot to get into that game. By the way, super fast, 24-second shot clock for each of us. Sure. I'm going to throw two games at you, and you get 20 seconds. <laughs> about uh, Oregon go. State at Arizona. Arizona's offense has been a lot better. Surging, in fact. You also get Oklahoma at Kansas. Oklahoma's defense a little leaky lately. little leaky lately. I wish we could see Jalen Daniels still got that back injury. So we get Bean in there, but Bean could throw the bean, huh? He can air it out a little bit. They've got a good running game. Could be a fireworks show between the Sooners and Jayhawks there. What do you think about both those matchups real fast? Oregon State Beavers against Arizona Wildcats, like you said, a little bit of – there's a little bit of something happening in the desert. Um, so Beavs on the road. Uwe Ungalale has given the Beavers a huge boost in the passing game throughout the season. 15 touchdowns thrown, over 1,500 yards uh, and also has the ground game to balance out that offense. I think that's a little overwhelming against a Wildcats defense. I like the Beavs there. And then we were talking about, I think Dylan Gabriel is going to pass all over this Jayhawks defense. Uh, that yeah. was one of the props that I gave out. Or maybe I didn't give that one out, but I wanted to. Uh, yeah, there you go. I, I, so I had a couple going. That one feels right to me. I think he's at like 294. Nine or three oh three, whatever the prop that was, I'll take the the over on that because I think they're going to air it out against uh, the Jayhawks. Major steam on Kansas guys. It's down to seven yeah. at some spots. Oh, Big interesting! Time. Wow. So there's someone out there that really likes the Jayhawks. Um, I, I think Oklahoma. Mattress Mac. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I mean, he's, he's got to make up the losses of the, the Astros World Series uh, or ALCS debacle there. Oh, oof. Yeah. Um, I think at seven, I really like Oklahoma. I, I think I'm going to step in here at seven and, and bet the Sooners. Um, I think the other game, I mean, I gave you the thoughts on Arizona during the parlay platter. I mean, this is a really, really tough Arizona offense. They are really starting to figure it out. Night game in Tucson, and the line is super sneaky here. Oregon State is a top 10 caliber team, and they're only laying a field goal. Um, against Arizona, who I think a lot of people narrative-wise think very down. So I think Oregon State is in trouble today on the road, and I think Oklahoma at seven is a bet for me. Hey, we're in the final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are headed to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. The countdown begins now. Get tickets today at Breeders' Cup. Dot com. All right, we've got Rich Orenberger, Penn State All-American, Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, rapid fire picks. Huh? We got plays galore. We'll have some fun with that and close it down in style as we are just 17 minutes away from kickoff. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. We are 11 minutes away from kickoff. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Shout out to the crew. Bo Benson, trusted producer, back with us after his birthday weekend celebration. Love having Bo with us here. Chris Perfett, outstanding job today, technical producer. Love the DJ Khaled drop to start things off. Tremendous job by him. Isaac Lowenkron. Another one. That's right. Tremet- Another great performance by Ilo and the crew. <laughs> Top of the hour. Up on game. LeVar Arrington. Plaxico Burris. They got you covered wall to wall with ball. Lots of football on the docket this week. All right, we've got picks to make. Let's do it. 
Rapid Fire. All right, Jared, we'll start with you, man. What are you thinking? All right, let's start out UMass and Army. Both of these teams scored as many points as we did in their last game. Zero. So what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to bet the over, of course. Uh, UMass lost 63 zip last week or two weeks ago to Penn State. Army shut out, so why not? Let's just go over here. UMass 7-1 and one to the over, though, this season. And Tyson Fomashan, the quarterback, from just down the road in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Homecoming game, good weather in West Point today, over 50 and a half, UMass and Army. How about Rice? Trouble for Tulane today, maybe down in Houston. Rice is off the mini-buy. They torched Tulsa last Thursday. JT Daniels looks good. 342, three tutties last week against Tulsa. Starting to figure out this Rice offense. And the Green Wave almost lost to North Texas last week. Yikes. I will take 10 and a half points with the Rice Owls at home. Wow. Okay, check this out. The Utes are facing the Ducks at Rice Eccles Stadium today. Since Kyle Whittingham has taken over the Utah program, they are undefeated at home in 2008, 09, 2019, 2021, and last year in 2022. This program's riding a streak of 29 wins in the last 30 home games. This has upset special all over it, but give me the six and a half points the Utes are getting at home against Oregon Ducks. Okay. This line, this next line, sticks out like a sore thumb to me. BYU is excellent in the red zone. Texas is rolling off of a loss to Oklahoma. Upset scare at Houston last weekend and the injury to Quinn Ewers. Give me the Cougs in Austin getting 20 and a half, and we'll finish it up here. USC CFP hopes are on life support. Okay, their defense is a sieve, especially stopping the run. Cal has a great rushing attack. Give me the ten and a half points. Give me the Bears. Give me the upset for Jared Smith's parlay platter. Let's go. Grr, bears. Grr. There you go. Okay, I'm going to look at Washington. I think this is a huge performance by the Washington offense. Give me over 23 and a half first half points. That's right. I think they get off to a great start. Stanford's defense ranks last nationally in success rate. That is not good against a Washington team with a ton of firepower that underperformed last week. I like Ray Davis. I'm going over 15 and a half receiving yards Ooh, for the Kentucky yeah. running back. Slick. I don't think it's going to not going to have a whole lot of rushing success, so you got to throw him the ball. Get the rock in his hands. I'm going to take him getting at least 16 receiving yards. And how about this one? Le'Veon Moss, the Texas A&M running back. Take over 79 and a half with his rushing yards. South Carolina is weary. They're gassed. They give up a buck 41 in rushing each game. So I like Le'Veon Moss in what Texas A&M could have an easy victory today, getting some uh, carries and going over. 79 and a half. All right, let's do this. This is the best play of the day. It's a touchdown. Give it to me. Okay, Jared, what do you have for us, man? It's the cocktail party. Um, and I think Georgia's going to be sipping some Gator teenies all afternoon long. And, and Florida's getting a lot of love today. We're seeing the public dog money pile on the Gators, but I I think it's a lot narrative-based, right? Georgia's down. Brock Bowers is hurt. They almost lost to Auburn. We talked about this at many points during the show with Ohio State, with Georgia. Good teams find a way to raise their game when the stakes are high. This is a rivalry game. I think Georgia's got enough offensively to put some distance between themselves and the Gators, and I don't see Florida's offense being vertical enough 
to really dent this Georgia defense. I will lay 14 points with the dogs in the cocktail party. <laughs> Man, can't wait for it. Yeah, huh? it's going to be a fun game. Yeah. And uh, how much did the Irish win by today? Is, is, it, that, uh, is that a real question? We can't wait. We talked about Notre Dame today. <laughs> yeah, a lot of restraints. They're playing Pitt, the and they're going to drop the people's elbow on them. <laughs> All freaking game long! At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.